Welcome to Layout, a weekly podcast about design, technology, and everything else. Our main topic for this week, how do we feel about the major design tools? Sometimes I miss our old theme song. Do you remember that one? No. <laughs> no? Oh, you know what? Steven? Steven. Yeah, in- insert here. Insert. Yeah, insert the, the theme song here. I wonder how many people listening to this today listen to this like back when we had this theme song because it's been a while now. You mean um, listen to the old episodes? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. How many how I wonder how many people you know survive <laughs> and stay around. Yeah, we we were really bad back then. <laughs> well, I feel like we were going to say Rafa's like, like, well, speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, like, That's I'm fair. pretty sure we're going to feel the same way about now in a That's year true. or two. <laughs> yeah, or you're, or you're like, well, I'm the one editing the show. We're still as bad. <laughs> We've just gotten better at the editing, <laughs> which is also yeah. possible. We're, we still suck as much, like, on the recording part. <laughs> the raw material <laughs> is still as bad. Ah, <laughs> oh, boy. A bunch of AI on this show. Uh, hey, hey, uh, so... For... <laughs> um so for for our main topic we kind of um like we hinted that this was going to be a topic that we're going to cover uh on the last episode when we were talking face to face in the same physical like actual room it was amazing um and so today we're going to talk about how do we feel about uh i said like the major design tools but uh, like the big ones so we're going to talk about how we feel about adobe xd envision studio framer x Figma and Sketch. Of course, just by the list, uh, we're not going to go like in depth. It's not. It's not a review. We didn't actually like use the tool for a week or whatever. It's just how we feel about it, whether we use it or not, or it's whatever. It's how we feel about all these tools. And we're probably going to lose some uh, potential sponsors. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, we're going to be honest. Uh, there are no like you know. There's no one. To see our arm to say good things or bad things about whatever. Um, but so before we dive into our main topic, I am actually excited about this one. Um, I just have a quick uh, entry in our follow-up that I want to address. Because um, so last time we spoke, uh, I like on that same day, I had bought my uh, Apple Watch Series 4. And we briefly talked about it. Um, we can talk about it probably on the next show or whatever. But uh, in the meantime, you got back to your home and uh you had your watch waiting for you but then correct me if i'm wrong uh people who follow you on instagram have seen that maybe you returned it is that right okay so here's what's what's the status here so while i think yeah while i was in so i i was in amsterdam for the framework loop conference then i was flying directly to toronto spending a few days in toronto before getting back to montreal so it's actually a while before i actually 
got to see and use my watch. And while I was in Toronto, um, I saw, I was looking at some videos online and like as people were getting their watches. Um, and I saw a video, we'll put a link in the show notes, um, from uh, a friend of the show. Let's, let's call him friend of the show. I know him. I've met him once. <laughs> we're friends, right? Sure. Um, hey, any friend of you or mine is a friend of the show. Right. Um, so That's friend of the works. show, Allier, uh, who does uh, Ultralinks. He posted a video kind of reviewing and kind of showing his early impressions on his Apple Watch that he got. And he got the Space Black Stainless Steel. And mm. oh boy, oh boy, does it look good. Does it look good. So oh. I was looking at these videos and I was like, you know what? I think I want th- that one. <laughs> I think that's the one I want. Because you um, ordered the, the silver stainless yes, steel, right? exactly. Okay. Um, so I was like, well, you're going to see, like, wait till you get back to Montreal and then see, like, use the watch that you got, uh, and then see if you really want this other one. So, um, I arrived in Montreal. I immediately, like, I got the watch delivered to the office. I immediately Ubered to the office, like straight from the airport. (laughs) (laughs) That's how, um... How much in a hurry I was to play with my new toy, um, and so I got it, play with it for a few days. Uh, it looks great, but it's just I felt like it was too similar to the one that I already had, and I kind of wanted something different. And I was like, kept watching the video, and I was like, okay, this watch looks too good. I I need to get the other one. So what I did was I placed an order on the uh, the Apple Store app. So. It was like a regular order with like shipping to the office again. Uh, mm-hmm. And the delivery time was um, was something like end of October. I was like, damn it. Oh, no. Um, I was do. like, well, you know, like I can still like return this watch that I have. Wait for a few weeks with my old watch because I still have my old watch. And then like ultimately get this new one. So that was the plan. Uh, of course, we went to a store, right? Until like a couple of days ago, um, Shelly, a friend of mine, uh, she was waiting on her watch. Is she, is she a friend of the show? She's definitely a friend of the show. Um, cool. And shout out. Uh, and she, she was also waiting for her watch. Uh, but what she was doing, she was calling every day at the Apple store to see if they mm-hmm. would get any stock. Because she's smart. Yeah. Uh, and then she was just like frantically texting me. She was like, they have your watch. They have your watch at the Apple store. <laughs> so I actually like had to step out of a meeting. <laughs> I was like, sorry. Oh, I have an no. Emergency. <laughs> oh, no. Um, and I, I placed the uh, in-store pickup order <laughs> right on the spot and then canceled my other regular order. <laughs> so I ended up buying three watches. <laughs> so, yeah, I have it now. I love it. It's so, it's so great. Like I just, I, it's and it sounds weird, but I really love the new band that comes with it. It's like a, it's Which like one? a dark. It's the same one you have, but okay. It's a say. It's like a dark gray, but it's not pure black. Yeah, and that combined with the stain, the space black stainless steel watch, I think just like looks amazing. And I think it also cool. looks amazing on the on the space gray. Like when I was trying yours, I was like, "Holy crap! Like this this is actually n- really nice." 
Um, I still haven't got a chance to see any of the stainless steel models in person. Um, yeah, that's not in person. Kevin yeah. is, is flaunting his new watch on the camera. Uh, <laughs> but like, uh, like I said, I think if 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 I could buy any model, whatever, uh, I'll probably pick that one. Um, but so, yeah, cool. Well, I'm happy that you're happy. Um, now you can take your fancy watch and go out for a run. Yeah, hey, do you want to do that the competition activity competition thing? Ooh, it's fun. yeah, I can try that. Yeah, it's kind of fun. All right, I'll send you uh, an invite. Wait, um, but can you not run? Yeah, actually, the competition is not as cool as it may sound. Uh, effectively, it's like it depends on your goal and uh, how many, like your activity rings. And I think it's like you get like two hundred points for each percent of any ring. If that even makes sense. So there's like a limit max. Like effectively, you have to close all of your rings every day, and you win like the maximum number of points or something like that. Uh, I think I think that's just that's how it that's how it works. Oh, I just got that notification. Um, so if I run a marathon and you run just whatever to to close your rings, uh, we're not going to be ahead. Like we're we're going to be tied. Anyway, all right. Send you an invite. We are officially so tomorrow we start a competition. Seven days. Uh, next week we'll see who wins, and um, yeah. All right, so cool. should we get to our main le topic? Le topic. <laughs> um, le topic. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So, like I briefly mentioned at the top of the show, this is not a comprehensive review of every single major design tool. Um, actually, like most of these tools, we never used it, uh, like, you know, as our uh, day-to-day design tool, I think. Um, but so I still think it's interesting because I, I effectively I just want to talk about tools, uh, <laughs> all these because it 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 it's, it feels like we're in a period in history in where competition for all these design tools is fierce. Like is it's amazing that we have a lot of players, all of them like really good, uh, compelling products. Uh, competing for our attention and money. Uh, and by ours, I mean, you know, us designers. Uh, and it's driving innovation like crazy, and I'm really happy to be alive today. I'm also happy to be alive. Yeah, it's it's pretty neat, I gotta say. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, I, I've been alive for a couple of years, and it's awesome. I recommend it. Um, five out of five, would alive again. Okay. Show title. All right. So, I uh, I don't know if you agree with my the the order of this list. I effectively the order is like from the the tool that I use the least to that I use the most. <laughs> so you mean from the tool that I never use to some of the tools that I use every day? Correct. Probably. <laughs> cool. Perfect. So, Kevin Clark, let's Hi. share how we feel about Adobe XD. Okay, so I actually don't know very much about Adobe XD. Um, because for a simple reason, I refuse to install it even on my computer. And then, and shuts fired. Yeah, I, and strong. I'm sorry, like no offense to the great people at Adobe. I'm sure you make like a great tool and I'm sure Adobe XD is like amazing. And I've seen some videos here and there with like some unique features that it has. Um, but my my main problem 
is less with Adobe XD explicitly and more with the Adobe Updater. I just Creative can't. Cloud, I just cannot stand that. So mm-hmm. as long as Adobe XD will be require the Adobe Updater to be installed and running in my menu bar, I refuse to install it. <laughs> How do you feel about it? Um, I feel like uh, this was an important uh, player to hit the ring. And I think like Adobe XD, when it came out or when it was announced, uh, it legitim- I can say this word, legitimatized this space. Legitimized, I think. Legitimized, legitimatized, legit <laughs> English. Um, whatever. Uh, you get it. Uh, because before, you know, when Sketch came along, um adobe was the reigning you know adobe was the king photoshop and illustrator that dominated the market like there was actually no room for anything else really um and sketch came along and kind of disrupted that whole space and for the longest time i felt like adobe was kind of ignoring sketch like sure you're compelling you're doing all that but we adobe king of the world we like that's not a real tool we still own this market like what you're doing is not real. <laughs> We're doing the real design tools. And so when Adobe XD came out, I think it was kind of humbling from Adobe and like it was them admitting that, oh yeah, actually this type of tool, more focused on UI and more simplified uh, with all this package is an important tool to exist. And it was kind of like they admitting that, again, legitimatize, legitimatize <laughs> uh, that space. They're like, yes, uh, we admit, uh, like we we understand now, and we also want to compete, and like we want to keep our uh, crown, I guess. But so, and also at the time, I think Adobe XD was the first tool that combined prototyping and the drawing vector drawing based um, design tools as well. Um, and so, I think it was important for the whole market that Adobe XD exists. Um, that said, (laughs) I think Adobe in a little bit like Envision Studio as well. Um, but like it it feels to me and uh, disclaimer, I never really used this for a long time. Like I play with it, especially when it came out, all the little, uh, they weren't calling betas, but like developer preview one or whatever it's called. Um, like I play with every single beta that was coming out, but I never actually used it for any like real work. Um, but it feels like Adobe XD is a bit designed for the company, for enterprise, and not for the designer. And this is a theme here with some of these tools. Um, that's how it feels like. And, and for the longest time, like they've been around for a couple of years now, but I still feel like they're not the best at vector drawing and they're not the best at prototyping. And they're kind of like there. And their only like big advantage in selling point is... Uh, the integration with the whole of Creative Cloud. Because I know it's not the case for you and me, but a lot of people still like are all in into the Creative Cloud, you know, uh, ecosystem. <laughs> uh, and then for those people, this is actually a pretty compelling um, product. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess. I just, I kind of question how many of, how many people are kind of in that spot, right? I don't know anyone or- who uses this. Yeah, where they're like, they're because I know some people who still use Photoshop, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't think these people are jumping to XD, or like most of them aren't. 
at least. Um, but don't you think that those people who still use Photoshop today, mm-hmm. there is for a reason. Oh, yeah, Probably absolutely. because they're just so used to it. But so for those people, I think it's easier for them to switch to Adobe Exceed and to switch to Sketch. Because today, if you're starting from scratch and deciding on a tool, you know, it's it's compelling. It's a compelling product. It's not that much worse or better than all the other ones. So, uh, Yeah, uh, but see... I I feel like Adobe XD is in like the worst position right now um because it's like if you if you are using Photoshop today and are thinking of switching to another tool um I I feel like the amount of work that you have to do like the switching cost from Photoshop to XD is kind of close to what it would be to switch to Sketch and then Sketch has like so much more community support and it's like let's let's face it like the standard kind of design tool in our industry right now so i kind of wonder like i i don't know i feel like if i was in the situation of someone using photoshop and being like okay i'm ready i want to invest time i'd want to bet on something that is like an agreed upon standard um and i feel like at this point adobe like switching from photoshop to xd is not like there's not enough similarities and not enough things that are shared for it to kind of work in that way, you know. Yeah, I, so I don't disagree. I um, think like what I think is is interesting is like they have some unique features, right? So, for example, like how you can just extend sort of a a folder of items and then it just like continues yeah. the list, like keeps the list going. And it's like mm-hmm. automatically like as the items. I think that's really cool. And I kind of wish my design tool did that. Right. So I think interesting how that didn't catch on like the other tools didn't really yeah. a version of that. And I don't know if it's a thing where it's like that it's something that's technically hard to do. So it's not that they don't really want to do it, but it's just that it's kind of difficult. Mm-hmm. Um and then I think that actually the fact that the other tools haven't caught on to features like this speaks to like how kind of small of a threat <laughs> it is right now to the other ones that they don't feel like they have to compete the way that um say sketch and figma uh mm-hmm. compete very directly exactly i feel like the market that they um they ate from it was not people who at the time were using sketch or figma and decided oh adobe xc is awesome i'm going to switch to right. it was all the people that didn't uh, switch to Sketch and Figma. We're still on the quote-unquote like, old days, like Photoshop and Illustrator and all. And then when Adobe XD came on, like, all right, now you know, it's it's more familiar. Now I'm ready to switch. So they didn't really. I don't. I don't. I just don't feel like they've they've took users away from Sketch and, and Figma. Yeah. Um, yeah, I so. do feel like in many ways, uh, Adobe XD is the. Um, a Windows Phone of design <laughs> tools that like it has it's it's not bad you know like it has a lot of like good ideas and unique ideas that I I honestly want to see in all the different tools that I use on a daily basis but I feel like it's a little bit too late if and and here like you you mentioned that that like uh, uh, expanding the 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 div the group and like creating more content whatever that, that that unique feature of it but that feature came like that feature was part of the the launch um so 
what did they do like in terms of innovation since it came out? Like I, I gotta admit, like Adobe XD doesn't enter my radar that often. Like I don't know about it. I don't hear people using it. I don't hear like new features or new releases. I'm a bit, a little bit in the outs. Maybe I'm just it's just not part of my bubble. And like I wouldn't be surprised actually if it, like it had more users than Figma. You know, probably you would. Or I don't wouldn't. know. I wouldn't be surprised. Like, oh, even though I, I, I don't know anyone who uses it. Really? Like I, I would be surprised if it has more users than Figma. No, I don't know. I don't know. Um, Again, like all these... I'm curious. Do we have any people. listeners who use it? I would love to know. I would love to know. Yeah. And, so, and again, I feel like this is where we have to acknowledge that both of us are talking about a tool, a tool that we've never used. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, like... Even the fact that we don't know what like what they've done, for example, like in the last year, I think mostly speaks to the fact that we're just not using the product. We've never mm-hmm. used it. Um, so yeah, they have like less kind of less people talking about it than the other ones. But I feel like if I use this tool in any kind of capacity, I'd be a lot more informed on what it's able to do. Mm-hmm. But I can't because Adobe Updater. So. <laughs> Wah, wah. Yeah. Okay, uh, should we move on to the next one? Yeah, let's do it. Now let's talk about InVision Studio. I feel like we have to drop a huge disclaimer. If you've been listening uh, to the show for a while now, you know that InVision Studio has been uh, has sponsored us in the past. Um, but that like that that's not that doesn't affect our opinion and our take about it. I want to make that perfectly clear. But so just just to just to make that clear. All right, uh, InVision Studio. Here are my thoughts. Um, I think InVision Studio is uh, has one of the most compelling prototyping like ideas. Uh, the way to incorporate like a timeline based prototyping tool, uh, which is like the, the, you you can go very simple and you can also be you know very complex in your animations and transitions in the same tool. And the way to do it is very approachable, and I think it's one of the the most compelling ways of prototyping uh, in one of these tools uh, of, of all of the players here. Um, I still think like it's a little bit uh, rough around the edges because it's still fairly new, right? Um, I mean, it just, I think it's still early um, early access, right? So it's still new. There are some kinks that I have to polish, some uh, some rough edges here and there in the in the application itself. Um, but but I, like, I love what they're doing. I, I think they have Pretty cool and compelling ideas. Um, now, with that said, um, oh, by the way, I think we also had to say, oh, no. I was going to say this one of the first with a dark mode, but I think Adobe also did that, right? Adobe XD. Had a dark That's a mode good question. Thing. Does it have a dark mode? I feel like I, all the screenshots I see I are remember. always the light mode. So Maybe. I don't know. But I feel like, uh, I don't know, it feels to me that Envision Studio uh, defined this look yeah, that Framer X also like has a very similar look. Now, even maybe it's unfair to say that Sketch is copying the look because Sketch is doing whatever native, whatever is native to macOS. But but still, like I feel like they were one of the first to popularize that that very dark mode with even like all the videos and stuff. So anyway, with all that said, here's my my number one um, complaint about about this tool. Something some that, that I I have some mixed feelings about um it feels like just kind of like adobe it feels like this tool is designed to 
uh, appeal to companies and organizations um, instead of like appealing for the designer that is using the tool. Now, I don't want this to sound like one is bad and the other one is good and designing for the organization is a bad thing. I think it's really compelling thing that people should do because um, that's that that's real problems that I, for example, I have in using Sketch at Netlify. Like it's really hard for me to share the work. I ha I use Abstract on top of Sketch, like complement it all. Um, it doesn't have like seamless integration with like stuff like Envision if you use Envision at your company. Um, so the fact that this all, if you use Envision at your company, this all works seamless in all this one tool, that is very compelling. And stakeholders love it and designers should love it as well because it's really annoying when you can't do that. Um, but so with that said, I can still feel like their priorities. Their priorities is not to polish the user experience. It's really to just add features to make everyone, all the stakeholders and everyone in the organization happy. What do you think about this? I don't, I mean, I'm not willing to say that here. Uh, just like, because I, I really don't know. <laughs> Basically, mm -hmm. like if that's the case, like I, I don't see that it's necessarily optimizing for enterprise. I think, it seems like they are trying to make a tool that's made for designers and want to make designers' lives better. Um, but I do have to agree with you on the fact that it's like, it still feels like a, a late beta more than like a, a final release. I think they still have like a few quirks to iron out. Um, it's, I think for me, that's that's the tool that made me like that really made me realize that you can have a design tool that has prototyping in it and that mm -hmm. that system can work and actually be useful um so yeah like i am still like really excited about it i just hope that they they just need to like continue like to relentlessly be shipping and improving and making changes to it and learning from the feedback um so if they can keep doing that i think in a few months or a year like it's going to is going to be in a really good state um one like small complaint that i would have about it um for me would be like that a lot of the elements don't feel native to the mac like there's just mm -hmm. like a a webby feeling to it and i think it like it's it passes the test <laughs> for me generally um but there's a bunch of little things that it it seems like they voluntarily didn't make it Mac, like Mac OS like and just it's made it different. Cross platform? I guess. It I don't is. know, actually. <laughs> well, I'm not sure. I actually don't know. Um, yeah, so if, I mean, if it is cross platform, it's like, well, oh well, what can you do? Um, but also part of me wishes that like companies would, like, would value the differences in platform and like actually tweak the design to match better the platform that they're in the same way that like if this is on windows this needs like a, a toolbar you know with the mm. the different menus um so this has to be kind of different in, in that sense so why not have actual like mac os buttons and stuff like that um so yeah but overall i think like it's one of the tools that i think is aiming really high and is trying to like set the bar for something that I believe is really interesting. Um I don't think they're they've they've gotten like I don't think they've met the bar that they've set for themselves yet. 
but I think with like continuous kind of improvement, it's it's gonna be really awesome. Um, and like honestly, like you can still use it today, right? Like it's it's a completely valid tool. Like you can like fully take advantage of of all the features. Um, but you might run into some bugs here and there. Um, so just keep that in mind that like it it's something that (laughs) you might run into. Maybe I'll cut this out. I'm not sure how confident I am talking about this, but it's a thing that that it gives me pause, or at least something that I think about. I know. Um, like Envision, the company Envision, um, like their goal is not to make the best design tool ever, right? Why not? That's not. That's not where their money is. Like, that's not. That's not what they started by doing. That's not like their main product. Like Envision Studio is not what Envision does. Envision Studio is a team inside Envision that you know Envision itself does a lot of things, a lot mm-hmm. of different. Right. products and services okay and so envision tool is like a subset of that right right a very compelling one a very good one but like you know envision Studio is free uh the business model is you know is it's envision itself and all the, the envision service and they target like big the big companies the big enterprises that's where the money is uh don't blame them like I've, <laughs> i think they should do that uh and it's amazing that that also allows for the rest of us to use it for free and all right so it's I'm not criticizing the business model by any means, but I just, it just, I just think about this sometimes that Envision, just like uh, Adobe as well, but like Envision uh, Studio is not their main focus mm-hmm. or their, yeah. I don't want to say main, I don't know. It's not their like exclusive focus and product that they're working on right now, right? Um, yeah, so that's a really just good a point because most of the other tools, they live or die by the quality of the tool that they make. Right, so Framer has to keep producing like updates to Framer. Figma has to keep doing updates to Figma. In Vision Studio, they have to keep updating it. Not necessarily because they're not. Mm-hmm. That's not really where they're making their money. So yeah, I think that's a really valid concern. All right, um, let's move now to Framer X, the Framer X. Yeah, we're finally talking about it, kind of. Uh, so, this is the the most recent uh, addition, uh, the new, the most recent entry to the game. Framework X just came out of beta uh, two weeks ago when we were in Amsterdam, right? Or that week, or the week before, or whatever. Yeah. Um, very new still, and so keep that in mind, right? <laughs> like. Just set expectations. This new tool, and I can't say how much I love Framer, the product, the team, all they're doing. Like before FramerX, like I've been a big fan and user of Framer Studio. Um, I mean, I, I I once built a companion app for Framer. Like I've been in love with this tool and the team for a long time. I love what they're doing, uh, and so like I I hope that is clear. Now with Framer X. I've first time I saw the demo of this uh, at, in San Francisco uh, lists, um, like I was blown away, and I still am blown away about about what they're doing and what they're thinking and their ideas. And so my opinion on FrameRx is, I am all in into this this ideal. I think it's amazing and revolutionary. I just don't think execution wise it's there yet. 
and they have to know, right? Um, and they they couldn't expect to to be there like on day one. Like there are a couple of things missing, a couple of features missing still. Uh, there's uh, like the app itself; it's still a bit rough around the edges as well, just like Envision Studio because they're so new at this. Um, so there's there's still a couple of bugs and all and some uh, missing features even from Framer Studio. Um, and you know, I think it's not there yet, but I am all into where they want to go. And as soon as they they get there, I'll. <laughs> what would you say you that know, they need to in order to get there? I can only I can only speak for me and for my personal needs. Um, I feel like they need Framer Cloud and they need a way to 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 figure out you know sharing the work and sharing the files and all right now maybe that could be a partnership with abstract who knows how that would take form but like right now if i use framer x it's like it's me in isolation even though you have the whole library thing which honestly i didn't have a chance to still to test it out uh, i'm actually not sure if it's already they shit that already um so collaboration is still very absent from this version which i feel like it's an important part if you want to use it in a team of designers um and then like the, just the overall experience of the tool itself scrolling you know zooming in and out like they, right now they don't have um they don't have like pages the concept of pages and all like organization of files and components in the 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 design tool itself it's still a bit confusing for me uh, I'm not sure exactly what to do there. Um, so if I have a file like with anything bigger than like five screens, I don't know. Should I break that into the smallest file? Should I? I don't know what to do. So it's just experience a little bit of using it, figuring out some of the collaboration aspects of it, and uh, just the like how do you how how are we supposed to work with these files? Is, are we supposed to do exactly how we do it in Sketch? Then give me the tools necessary for that, like pages and like all that. Um, if not, well, let's figure out a new way to do it. But, um, yeah, does that answer your question? Yeah, a little bit. Um, one thing that's interesting, I'm also like a huge fan of Framer. I've uh, been using the original Framer since pretty much the beginning. Um, and I don't know if my usage is like the same as yours, but for me, it's always been about like some quick kind of prototyping um, for like you know different interactions or uh i once did this um particle kind of animation um that i needed for a presentation did that in framer why because it's like you open it it's code right there i can Mm -hmm. i can do things really quickly in it um and it's it had like so much power um compared to a lot of the, the tools at the time so Fast forward to today, I think Framer X is a really interesting idea of like, okay, what if we go all out on React? Which I think, like, I mean, React is really popular right now. So uh, probably a good bet. What's happened, though, I think, and I haven't spoken to a few people at uh, Framer Loop. <laughs> I think that's something that's been uh, on a lot of other people's minds is that it kind of um, made Framer really good for the two ends of the spectrum. So the first one being, I just need something really simple. Like I want like scrollable elements with like a fixed header. And then when you tap it, there's like a, a push transition and it moves to the other screen. 
So it's optimized for that, which like now they've made it super simple. You can do that without even having a code. Um, so good for that. They've also optimized for people that are all the way on the other end, which is like, I have a design system with pre-built components and like kind of these, all these elements that are already like pre-made that I want to combine together. But it's like, it's part of a big system. I'm a fully competent like coder. (laughs) I'm almost like, I mean, honestly, at this point you're like, could pass as an engineer (laughs) basically. Um, The problem is there's not much in the middle right now with Framer. So if you're past that, the point where you're like, you know, okay, this is fine. Like I can connect the, the noodles here and make something simple happen. But maybe I, you want that like one thing that's like more complex. Um, being able to achieve that now inside of Framer, I find harder than it used to be. Because um, you need to like, I forget who said this. I saw someone uh, tweeted this. I think it was uh, Pascal uh, this week on Twitter. It was like, I have to download all of React into my brain (laughs) in order order to just play around with stuff. Um, And that's, that's like very much how I feel too. Even, even if I've used React before. Um, But like, I go from like designing something right inside a framer and I want to add like a custom behavior to it. And it's like, Oh, well now you have to like code this. Right. So I have to like use CSS and recode everything that I've made in order to like build on top of it with like custom behaviors, Um, Mm. which is where like I think the tool breaks for me a little bit and kind of makes me it makes me less likely to use for sort of these like quick like, okay, I need to like play and try a bunch of different things. Like right now, it feels much closer to production ready elements. And it feels harder, at least to me, to experiment and play with different designs. I think mm-hmm. what they're trying to do for that middle section is to have the store. I need mm-hmm. to probably, I probably need to play more with it, but I've just found that to not work super well for me personally. Like it's just like so hard, like getting all these components from all these different places and like trying to put them together. But there's always like one thing that breaks or one thing that doesn't work. And like, you don't know because you don't understand how anything works because you got got everything on the store. So it's like kind of tricky. I think for big, th- big teams like Shopify in in a sense, like that's good for us, right? Because we have front end developers who build all of our components in React and can kind of take that time to make sure that it works with our design tool. But for anyone else, I feel like Framer, Framer X, as it stands right now, might be a bit of a tough sell. Mm-hmm. And hear me out. I, I work at a, a web company doing web stuff, and my product is built on React. And I have a lot of engineers, like design savvy. Um, I am the perfect person uh, to use Framer. Like I am their ideal, you know, uh, target. I think in a way. Um, and it's like, okay, so I have this tool, which means I could just reuse my React code that I already have in production to build my all my components. Yes. And can I keep these components in sync to make sure that there's no disparity between design and production? Yes, you can. And can I build some interactions and like build complex uh, 
uh, you know, prototypes and mockups and share it with the team. And it's easily accessible by everyone outside of like outside of the design team and inside the design team. And like all of these very hard problems to solve. Like right now, it's very hard to even figure out if you can and how you can do it in Framer. Mm. But in theory, like you can do all of this in this one tool. And that's why I feel like the idea, the promise, it's unbelievable. It's amazing. It's just there's such a steep learning curve. And like there's just a couple of things that we need to figure out in order to get there. But it's the only tool that I could think of that I could make this scenario possible. Which is honestly like the utopia, the mecca of designers and developers, like bridging the gap. You know, design is develop like designers always wanted to design something using their fancy design tools and have production ready code. Of course, that's that was never possible, right? Um, and <laughs> the way Framer tried to fix that, instead of making a tool that spits out great production ready code, it's like no, no, bring your production ready code to the design. Right. Tool. It's like the other way around. That's pretty smart, I think. Um, and also a couple of just other data points. I feel like Framer, the team, is probably one of the most, one of the fastest teams at shipping stuff that I've seen. It's it's, it's ridiculous, actually. Yeah. Um, so if I had to put my, you know, bet my chips on, on a team that would move very fast and adapt to the market, because, hey, they're going all in a React. This is a very trendy, you know, <laughs> modern tool right because that's what people are talking about so if i had to bet on a team and a tool to like adapt and react to the to the environment uh into our design needs uh, i think that would be it so okay a few a few more sort of concerns about this mm-hmm. um so you mentioned how like the dream for designers is to be able to reuse all your production level components and be able to kind of play with that. And so that it's like one-to-one mapping, like what's in your design tool is what's in production. Um, I think that's like a fine idea, but I feel like the more that I think about it, the less it makes sense. Because it's like that that is only a good idea if you're sure that you will never, ever be creating or changing your components and it's like well isn't that what we do like when we design like if all okay like for some in some cases like maybe all you do is put together the logo pieces uh but i find that for me in a lot of my work it's like no like i'm actually using the tool to make better components <laughs> like change the components and so actually having a tool that is like mapping one-to-one with like my existing code components is like actually like kind of tricky because then i would have to like make some sort of copy of them to be able to like modify them and change them but then at this point i'm like coding things up as i'm like trying to design and i just feel like that idea of like getting closer to production is almost flawed. Like the, like the more that I think about it and the more I feel like that's not really what you want. Like you want something that's closer to a rough sketch. That's easy to, and quick to iterate on. And then filling in like the rest of the details is like, that's, that's where development comes in and and maybe that's like a old-fashioned way of looking at things and maybe i just need to kind of adapt to the new way of of thinking things but 
the more I think about this, the more I kind of want my tools to be dumb, to just like be like, no, 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 like this is like a like dumb and simple design tool. I just like play with things around. It gives you like it's it like fakes everything. Like who like kind of who cares what code is behind behind there? Like as long as it conveys an idea, and then mm-hmm. the rest is gonna happen in in some other way. But what I need what I needed to do is have as little friction as possible between what what's in my brain and what I can output in the tool. Whereas right now it's like I Framer is optimizing for as little friction from the prototype to production. And what I want is as little friction from my brain to the prototype. The value in having quote unquote like production ready type of components in your design tool is not that if you change it in your in like in framer it changes in your website or or that even though this is valuable i think it's not it's still not the focus of it like having stuff in sync and making sure that you have disparity between what's in the markup is in a real thing that's all good but the value for me is having something in my design tool that behaves the same way as the real thing is going to behave. So this is not a bitmap thing. Like, all right, what happens if the label is super long? How does it react? Well, here it is because it still reacts the same way. Well, how does it look when, like, when, you know, responsive stuff? That's still very hard to do in today's tools. Like, how does it react to the environment around, the components around this one thing that you're designing? And, like, you can even... um like you can hook it up to real data. Well, what happens if the API doesn't respond? Uh, well, here it is. Like this is the API. This is the component now responding. You know what I mean? Like it's the real thing. I yeah no I agree. I just think this adds so much friction to the design process that it's like it, it just may, it would make you work so much slower. <laughs> and again, like I'm I'm I sure don't, that there I don't are people think so. who work like this but and i'd like be curious to hear kind of that opinion but i like i i feel like that's like having like even like you're having like being able to see oh what is it what does it look like with like something responsive like that only works if you have everything pre-made like that's already like the responsive design is designed already. But if what you're trying to do is make that responsive design in the first place, I feel like Framer is like not really helping you here. I disagree, like especially in the responsive design department. Like even when I use tools like, you know, Figma is really good at this or heck, even the, the responsive uh, features of Sketch, and like adapting, you know, when you resize the artboard and all that. Yeah, that's I still think, though, right? Like, I still think in CSS. Like, oh, just let me say, you know, with 100%. Like, <laughs> and like, let me add a media query. That's what I want to do. Uh, the only way for me to, like, communicate that to my engineers is to create a bunch of, like, different sizes, artboards, and try, all oh, right, so it breaks here, but only when, like, it's... We are we are we are translating. We are translating what we are thinking and we're designing to the engineers who are actually going to build the thing. And is that translation layer that I want to get rid with my tool? Sure. 
That's fair enough. Okay. That's that's your that's your right. kind of opinion. I for for me it it doesn't really work, but I also code a lot of the stuff that I make. Um and and so for me <laughs> my prototyping tool is imagination. <laughs> a lot of the time it's like, you know, it's like how is this going to work? Well, I, I can tell you how it's going to work. Like it this goes here and then this happens this way and then you know like the the right answer is probably somewhere in the middle right like where it's some of the obvious stuff is like you actually do have the prototype where you can show the interaction and see it but for the for the most part like i don't think everything needs to be an interactive prototype like honestly like if you have a if you have a form that goes to the next step like I can I can tell that like just have seeing the screenshot of step one next to the step two it's like yep totally get it like I can I- interpolate the the I, frames in between in my mind but I don't want to design like create several artboards of this is a button this is a button hovered state this is the focus state by the way transitions uh, I'll tell you later well but uh, you only like, need to do that once and then it's set up in your system and we can all like kind of use our own kind of imagination to know that like okay like we've defined that component before so just continue using that same behavior yeah it'd be awesome if you could define it in your tool you also have to only do it once but it's there well, and you can I guess play with it I don't know we'll see I, I feel like right. I we won't be able to resolve that argument until like I <laughs> you're I, in your own circles. I yeah I but I would ask you like do it like make it happen in, in Firmax <laughs> like oh yeah work entirely. Then why don't you do it? Uh, well yeah because like work entirely in it for for like a week or something like how like because in order for you to have all of uh, Netlify. Like running, like even being able to have one screen running into Framer that supports all your media queries, that supports all your things. I think you have like a month of work at least of just like setting that up Jeez. and making that happen. No. Anyway, we're I, running in circles. But I think that's the, the real issues that people are having when, when using this tool, right? Is that it's high investment. Like that's why I feel like for a company like at the size of Shopify or like Airbnb or something like that. And and maybe you guys are at that stage. I'm like not trying to exclude you from that, but um, <laughs> like then it's like, it's fine. Like we have hundreds of developers, right. Um, mm. And hundreds of designers. But I just feel like for a smaller scale than that, like it just, it's hard to justify that investment. And that's why I hope. And I, and I think like the the framer the framer folks are are pretty smart. Like I think they know this, um, and they will for sure like be working on making that easier uh, yeah. to do in the future. Um, but I do think that right now, like if you want that dream to happen, you need to invest significant amount of time, and it it like puts you in a corner where you you're like stuck with that kind of interface because it's coded like everything's like yeah it's stuck in in cement <laughs> i so, i don't disagree there and that's why i said like it's not there yet it's such, yeah. such a steep learning curve and there's so much thing to learn and figure out how you could do it but you could do it that's the thing right. <laughs> all right we're running in circles this is good um uh, we have two left and let's start with figma 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 do you want to start 
Sure. So I have been using Figma uh, recently. I've been working with a friend of mine on a project. Um, not announced yet, but it's a pretty cool project. Um, and it was like, I mean, I haven't really worked with someone um, remotely on a project like as a kind of just in, like IC designer before or not before, but in a long time. Um, so, yeah, it's been kind of interesting to use it. And so they were already kind of using it uh, with some other folks. And I was just kind of jumping in to kind of polish some stuff up. Um, I'd say, I mean, Figma is fully featured. You know, it's like it has everything you need. I'm I, I think like I've been very public about this and don't need to like go into details about it again. Mm. I'm not a fan of like the, the UI choices. I, I just am not like it just does not appeal to my sensibilities. Um, but, you know, it's like the same way that a developer, a good developer can work in any language. I feel like, you know, a good designer can f- work with any tool. Um, and some tools will, in my opinion, make it easier for you to design and something, some tools will make it harder. Um, and what's interesting about Figma is I think in a lot of ways, like, it does make it easier for you to work uh, with it. Um, I think the, um, okay, let, like setting aside the collaboration aspect, because I want to get back to that. I think mm-hmm. the fact that it's like one central shared place where your files live is pretty awesome. Because um, mm-hmm. no matter, like even if you do have something like Dropbox, it's always like, kind of a fixed in time mm-hmm. copy of of the file that you're like passing back and forth between people was figma you're always looking at the latest like you're always always looking at the latest and the same thing for everyone and working with lots of people remotely that is super super awesome um it just makes everything so much easier for everyone um the now the collaboration I don't know how I feel about it <laughs> because the other day I was working on like a part of the interface <laughs> as, as I'm working, I'm just, you know, I don't, I don't know if you do this, like when you work, but I just, you know, you try a bunch of different things and some of it sucks. <laughs> some of it is, is, is better. Um, mm-hmm. but as I was working, uh, my friend was just like in the document and it was just like creating text layers next to it and like, basically like live commenting on my work as i was working (laughs) i was like yeah i know this sucks this is terrible i agree but still need to try it and like try these options um so i I, like i am a bit skeptical about this like this you know this like magical dream of oh like people will be like working on the same document at the same time and like having these like this exchange it's like i don't know how i feel about that personally like i kind of don't I feel like I don't want that. Like, I just, I feel like I'm being spied on. I feel like, um, I don't know. <laughs> I, I feel like self-conscious about trying ideas because I'm like, oh, what if someone sees this as I'm working on and like thinks that this is like what I think is good design. <laughs> um, it's also been like trickier for us because there is no sort of specific check-in and handoff process that my file is just a mess. 
there's there's stuff everywhere <laughs> like and and like because everyone had just has access to it, it there's no like forcing point where i have to like organize things and like place things in a specific order um mm-hmm. i do think the feature where uh you can kind of like you can click on someone's head and like follow them around the document that's nice again for remote um kind of feedback sessions mm-hmm. uh, because rather than sharing over google hangouts which is like sometimes blurry or pixelated and like you're seeing the full resolution like right there in the app um so that's pretty nice. So I see, basically, I see some, like some of the strengths that Figma has to offer in these kind of subtle but like useful kind of collaboration features, but not just just not the like two people working on the same thing at the same time kind. <laughs> uh, so yeah, what do you think about it? Okay, so I I completely adore this product and the team. I've, I first came to know about Figma, like before they came out publicly, uh, they were still like in secret mode. Um, and I think like the team was like five people or whatever. Uh, and so I've been following them ever since. And it's always been a super compelling product. And you kind of alluded to this and, and I can't stress this out enough. Like the power of Figma is the URL. It's it's that is the fact that there are no files like you mentioned everything is on the web you don't have to save and duplicate and whatever whatever everything just just like it's just a tremendous peace of mind that honestly no other tool is even close to achieving that and the fact that you can just copy the URL and send it to someone and that's the, that's it that's that's the file you don't have to install anything you don't have to deal with license and all that. Um, that is super powerful. And I think we've only seen like, we are just scratching the surface about what this is going to allow us to do. Um, when it comes to features, like I, I think they have, like they started out just being like a feature parody with sketch, uh, but they very early on decided not decided, but they very early on, they, they pivoted and they started being very original. And like, there are a couple really, really smart features in that they have very talented and smart people. Uh, the way they've implemented their version of uh, symbols or components, or I forget what they call it. Um, I still think it's it's really clever. I don't like it. <laughs> I I really love it. I I really. What like do you it. like about it? I can't. I can't verbalize it. Just like it works. Like I was, I would expect it like before I even knew what I wanted. Like I would duplicate a bunch of components and I would change something. Like what I, what I wanted to update on all the others, it would, what I didn't like, this is a one-off. It would understand. It's kind of weird. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know about this because my problem with the way that Figma does symbols is that they're not trying to maintain consistency. They're basically just like trying to make it an easier way to, more or less duplicate an element. <laughs> mm. Um but then you can change the color and the like the fill, the text color, all that all these things kind of willy-nilly <laughs> in random places. But there's no like there's no set of like this like it can either be in that state or that state. It's it's not that, you know? Like it's it's like it's uh, to me it's too freeform. That lets you change any properties, just like that. 
So I may I may be wrong on certain things that I haven't used it that extensively, but like compared to Sketch, for example, you have the source, the symbol, yeah. and then everything else is just copies that you can't really touch, you can't change. Now you've, you can change some aspects in the inspector or whatever. That's still new. Like if you want to change something, you have to go to the master symbol and change it there. On Figma, it's like you have that master the where everything branched off from, but like if I make a duplicate and I change the color on the duplicate, I don't want every other single component to update. Mm-hmm. So, and if I want other every single uh, component to update, I'll update the master one mm-hmm. and have all those changes trickle down. Yeah. But like if I have component A, the original, I make a copy of component B, I change the color of component B, and then I change back the color of component A, I don't want component B to update because like they're different. They're not a match anymore. I don't want it to, to change. So it's, it's just very intuitive the way they, they figure that one out. I, I'm a fan. There. But so anyway, <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, so where was I? Yes, like all the the collaboration thing, I think it's amazing, and it's still no one is even close to matching something like that. Um, like you said, like I'm not a, the biggest fan of it. Like of, and maybe it's just because of how I work, like I don't have that large of a team, and like sometimes I see non designers around, like. <laughs> Uh, just ghosting. I'm like, no, uh, let me be. I, I don't know even if you can like just hide yourself. Like, I don't know how that would work. Oh my god, if, that would be terrible. Yeah, I don't. Like I, people I don't know. like in your document, but you can't see them. No, or even you. Like, hey, I'm working. Like, I'm. I'm. I want to be offline, quote unquote. Oh, so you people I don't know how to track Don't the see the work though. that you're doing until you're ready. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if they they yeah, even offer. No, I don't like think this. you can do that. Right. Um, their their vector drawing still unmatched. <laughs> it's a shame how no other tool can even match it. Um, and so it's all perfect. It's all great, with one exception, and this is the reason that has kept me from switching completely to Figma from Sketch. It feels very webby. <laughs> I can't. It, no. I even feel bad saying this is like the reason, but it feels like I'm working on a website and yeah. not on a app, like a Mac app. And maybe it's the the old person in me that is showing, but like I really care about that. Like that has a huge influence in the experience of using the tool. And by the way, um this is this is also true for for FrameRx and, and Vision. Like I gotta say, it's a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but I would say I, even like especially FrameRx. FrameRx feels very Mac-like. I like it's way more than Figma does. I yes, I'll give them that. Like if, if the, let's just say that if Figma looked the way that FrameRx looks, I would have way fewer complaints about it. Mm-hmm. Way mm-hmm. fewer. But so, yeah, I agree with you. Like, it's just the Figma, like the UI is just not, not great. <laughs> like, there's no other way to put it. Like, it feels so foreign to me. Like, it's, okay, the best way that I can explain this, and let me know if you agree with this comparison, but, uh, but I think that's like a really great way to kind of like summarize it. Um, Figma is like Google Slides and Sketch is Keynote. So hear me out. One is like a very web interface that like kind of gets the job done, but is really like not something that I personally like enjoy using. Um, 
But on the other hand, the um, the collaboration features and the ease of like sharing it around is amazing with Google Slides. Keynote, you can have something that's like so much more polished and like bespoke and it's like truly Mac-like, but the sharing functionalities are just like really not there. So I think that's, I mean, that's how I think of these two tools. Do you agree? I think that's a fair a very accurate comparison. I mean, it's it's almost, you know, apples to apples. <laughs> um, uh, just, but I, I need to say this. I, I want to, you know, leave this on the record. It's not necessarily bad. Like, the UI is not bad UI. It's just the look and feel. And I think it, it just taste plays a big part here. And also, uh, I have to to just address it, the, the fact that it's it's cross-platform. So if the UI, which lives in the browser, is very Mac-like, that would look totally off on a Windows or a Chromebook or whatever machine, right? So, like, you can't really make it super Mac-like unless you leave the web. <laughs> like, if you leave the browser, then you can't. Because if you're going to stay in the browser, you can't make it Mac-like because then it's it it feels out of place in every other platform so it needs to be platform agnostic um until it leaves the browser and i don't think they should or plan to leave the browser anytime soon so i just think that's something they will never address or they will never design for people like us because that's honestly that's not necessarily a bad thing it's just for i think it's just for us it's a personal thing oh, okay I guess, but who's us? Like, <laughs> us is like all the designers who care about these details. Like, that might be problematic for them at some point. Because I think if anyone cares about that, it would be kind of the market segment that they're in. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so I think, okay. Like, for me, and I've, like, told a few people this, like, even at work, because um, we've been, like, talking about it. I like I can fully like 100% recognize that the collaboration features are superior. The way that the pen tool works in Figma is superior, right? Um but I still feel like at best it's like one like it's like 1.1% or like 10% better than Sketch, right? At most. But to me that's not it's not like crossing the point where it's worth the cha like the one changing the the workflows that we have around sketch and then two like i deal like i have to deal with collaboration sometimes when i work on things but i have to deal with the ui all the time 100% of the time <laughs> um and that's just like that's that's just killer for me Or I don't know if that's uh, I don't know if killer is a a good term or a bad term. <laughs> it's like it it just, it kills me. <laughs> is what I wanted to say. So I don't know. I like I think there's there's promise because like you're right. Like I what I appreciate in in Figma is that they don't do things like everybody else, right? Like they like mm -hmm. they're always gonna have a different take on everything, and they're just not like they're not copying things one by one uh like the way that other kind of tools kind of like pick and choose from from competitors um figma will always like kind of reinvent and rethink and i love having them as a competitor to sketch because i think they're really pushing things in interesting directions 
but at the end of the day, is this a tool that I will choose for my day to day, like daily driver? It's I just I just can't. Yeah, uh, we're pretty much on the same boat. Um, it, and it, by the way, it's always like my my B tool. Like any opportunity that I have to use Figma, I will. And uh, as an example, the the last project I used Figma full time was um, the Jamstack Conf. It's a conference that uh, we at Netlify are organizing. Uh, all of the website, the branding, all of that was uh, designed in collaboration with um, with a contractor, and we use Figma for that. I mean, we we pay for Figma. And Netlify when we use it for every other project in the main like marketing and product, and only because of the the cost of switching would be just too great. Uh, so every single new project that we don't need the baggage, we give Figma another try because we we love it. Um, cool. Should we move up to Sketch? Let's do it. How do you feel sketch. about Sketch? Because <laughs> I feel like you have thoughts. I do have thoughts. Uh, Sketch is that, like, I do have, like, I have strong uh, opinions about Sketch because I just, I love it so much and I've been using it for forever, literally, like, for all my career. I started with Sketch. I never used Photoshop in a professional context. Uh, I started my design career with Sketch. Sketch 1 at a time was just about to turn 2. Uh, <laughs> and and so I, I love it. I think you mentioned, you said this at some point and it stuck with me forever because it's so very true like sketch is like an extension of my brain it's like my yeah. if i need to think i think on sketch yeah um and like i just i just i just love the tool uh everything that i that i point like a complaint about figma is what i love about sketch is the experience is that that app it's very mac like it's very familiar to me um it's just again an extension of my brain i love I, I love the way they implement almost everything, um, but because there's su still such a small team. Like, actually, I think looking at this list of tools that we just talked about, I think it's in like reverse order, like the size of team, right? So we started with Adobe <laughs> and then Envision, big teams, and then Framer. And then actually, I don't know if Framer is bigger than Figma, but they're around the same. And then Ske Sketch is still a very, very small team. Yeah. Um, and so. Because of that, and also by the fact that they're not a VC-backed company, right? They're bootstrapped. They they pay their their salaries because you pay for Sketch. Uh, that's it. Pretty straightforward. Um, but because of that, Sketch doesn't move very fast, and that can be frustrating. That can be very frustrating sometimes when you see Figma uh, coming out with amazing innovation, and we see Adobe doing uh, the prototyping, and then Envision Studio doing the prototyping, and like Sketch, what's up? Are you not going to do the prototyping? Did they do it? Still very, like, they just can't afford to tackle a lot of stuff, a lot of problems, and, and ship a lot of features. They can't, which honestly, it's, it plays in their favor, probably. In um, the fact that, you know, because they've been around for so long, they've really nailed and polished some of the key core feature set that some of these other tools are still tr struggling to you know you know zooming and panning and creating uh, all the layers that's that's locked down that's 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 done it's it's solid and some of these other tools are still struggling with that um but that comes just from the fact that they've been around for a while uh and they're very native right um but so then you see you see framer doing crazy stuff with react and code and you see prototyping tools uh, having 
adding design things and see all of this crazy stuff and the collaboration features of figment you're like oh you as a sketch user are like oh i want to play with that i want to i want those new toys and i can't because sketch moves so slow um so i have more to say but i feel like i, I want to pass the microphone to you back to you so <laughs> and keep this uh in- interesting any thoughts on this yeah so in my opinion sketch is the best app on my mac like hands down like <laughs> i use it every single day and even like even as like a quote-unquote manager like i still use it i still like if i have any kind of like problem that i'm thinking about like first thing i do is open sketch i am doing a presentation i will design my slides in sketch rather than designing them in keynote because it like the keyboard shortcuts are all like hardwired into my brain. Like it's just, I move so fast in it. I, I can truly just play in sketch and forget, completely forget about the tool. Um, I'm honestly like to me, sketch is, is like so close to what I believe is like a great software. Um, so I like I really like for me it's like hands down the best tool for for what I do and I think I can like while I agree with you that it like maybe doesn't move as fast as the other ones um there's also something kind of beautiful about the simplicity of it that it's like it's not trying to do 20 different things it's like it's trying to do this one thing really well mm-hmm. um with that said can we talk about the new version <laughs> and the new UI? Uh, sure. Okay, I have more things to say on that. Say, but okay. Uh, do, yeah, we well, can... if you want to say something about that, then jump on. Like, it's here's what scares me about it. And by the way, I tweeted, and this has been uh, rolling on our like our show topics. Uh, well, not sure, like our show notes for a while we never really addressed it it was this tweet of mine saying like my my thoughts on the state of sketch um yeah we can link that it's just a summary of how i was feeling about sketch at the time um all of it pretty much still holds true but here's it's the that simplicity that that moving slow and not really reacting and adapting to current events and <laughs> current trends that is great but i i I have this fear that one day we will look around and realize, oh shit, like Sketch is can't deliver on the current modern state of like what designers expect from design tools. Um, just like, just like uh, Photoshop kind of did, because Photoshop was great and it was nailing down all the feature sets and it had everything you could imagine. Until one day, someone like Sketch came along and say, and like shifted the perception of like expectations of what I want from a tool, and so, like one day we might realize. And by the way, this is not happening in the next year or two or three, maybe. But like one day we can look around and say, "Holy shit, we!" I just me as a modern, trendy designer, I can't afford to be designing uh, freaking bitmaps and like these static artboards things. I need more. And part of me fears that Sketch won't be able to see it coming and adapt as quickly as it needs to. 
Like this is a fear of mine. This is not my my prediction. Right. I'm not betting yeah. on it. Because uh, by the way, this is like very seen... interesting for me to see because it's like I I really do not think of it in that that sense. I'm like hmm. if if there is one day that a tool comes out and it's ten times better than Sketch, great. I will switch over to that tool. Like when that tool becomes available, I will switch to it. Right now, though, what I'm seeing is is not that like i'm seeing a lot of explorations but most of them are i wouldn't say that most of them are like incredibly successful <laughs> like i think they're well, trying yet. lots of different things it's like maybe you will get it like at one point but also maybe not <laughs> um so it's like Sure, I I would hope that the company that makes Sketch, which values similar like priorities that I do, um, mm-hmm. will be able to play in like whatever the next phase of design tool is going to be. Um, I don't think we're there yet. Like I, yeah, I I really don't. No, we're like, not there yet. Yeah, and I and that's like another question that I think we've probably discussed many many times, but the question of like whether prototyping is like a core functionality of a design tool or can it or should it be separate and i think at least for me envision studio showed me that it can be done can be done well um like i wish like if sketch like kind of like catches up to that or uh envision studio like kind of like addresses a lot of the issues that it has um like I think like that can probably win me over, but um, but for the rest, like I'm I feel like the 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 jury is like is still out on like what whether or not like there's a there's a new paradigm for design tools. Oh, and, and I don't feel attached to sketch then. Like if if something comes out and it's ten times better, have no problem switching. Oh, I have no like. I'm not stuck with the brand and sketch as a tool. Like right. just like you, if there's something else better, I will switch. I mean, I've been I'm really close to switching. I did switch in some projects, right? It's I'm not I'm not married to sketch. Um the thing is just you also briefly mentioned this because I care so much about the experience uh and like the native feel of sketch and, and like some of what a lot of people love sketch for that's like I really value that and so I just wish Sketch can succeed, so I don't lose that. Because think, look at most of these, all of these other, um, all these other players in the, in this game, they don't have that. So like Figma is really close to win me over. And if one day I decide, you know what, this is it, uh, this is a turning point, I'm switching over to Figma. I'm I'm leaving that nativeness and that, those things that I care about behind, right? And I don't want that to happen. I wish the best of success to Sketch and all. Uh, I'm just saying, like looking at all these innovation coming from a lot of, you know, from a lot of uh, companies and people in this industry, and I see Sketch like moving very slowly and like. Okay, I don't like. I don't think you're being fair to Sketch here. <laughs> like they they release updates very often. They did well. All right, let's, let's talk about a big update that came out. I don't know, a couple of months ago, when they released prototyping, right? Mm-hmm. That was like a reaction to the, what other tools were doing, right? And it, they, it took them a long time to come up with prototyping. And when they did, eh, 
it was not that great, right? Uh, but I don't know people who use that feature that often. Um, yeah, I don't use like, it either. <laughs> it's like a half-assed feature, right? But wait, wait, wait a second. It's also half-assed in Figma. I don't think I've ever used Figma's. <laughs> like, it is just as half-assed in Figma. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, it's effectively the same feature, honestly, like, it, between Figma and uh, hmm. and Sketch. But it's like, move from one artboard to the other uh, on tap, <laughs> and then what is the behavior? Dissolve, move, push, or slide. <laughs> uh, like, I don't know. That, that, this is, that's why I feel like you're not being entirely fair to Sketch. Like, because if you're comparing, for example, like the prototyping abilities of Sketch versus the Framer, it's like, well, but it's not the same tool. <laughs> like, it's not the same. Mm-hmm. They're not trying to compete on the same level. Um, so it's and and honestly, it's surpri- It's surprising and like really interesting how Figma or how Framer has been able to like become sketch faster than sketch is becoming framer <laughs> that's for sure <laughs> i would give you that but i don't think that's mm-hmm. the that's normal like i think it's it, like uh i i think that framer is incredibly like is like an exception there <laughs> like it's crazy how much that team ships like it's insane mm-hmm. but everyone else like i don't think adobe xd is shipping super fast I think Envision is trying to do their best, but I, I also don't think they're shipping faster than Sketch is. Okay, let me rephrase this all. And I, I agree. Maybe I'm being a bit unfair. And I'm not picking the best examples. Um, like I said, I've been using Sketch since forever. And uh, especially before version 3, which was the version that, you know, it was the, the, the yellow gem and not <laughs> the gray one. Um, <laughs> that, that's more like it hit mass market, I guess. Um, like me as a sketch user, I've always felt like I was on, like I was ahead of the curve. Like I was on the, the most modern and trendy and like way of building all these mockups and the way to work. Like I was just very more minimal and focused way of working. It has all these cool features. And when symbols came, came around, I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. It's so smart. I've always been accustomed as a sketch user to being like someone who is very new, trendy, awesome. Uh, <laughs> like we have the best features and we are so cool. And right now it's the framers and it's Figma's that's coming up with cool, new, ahead of the curve features and ideas in sketches like sketches becoming the new photoshop like it's it's the old school type of doing things they still do things very well and uh, with the precision of their features like it's 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 great but like photoshop is lost doing that very well <laughs> i lost that that edge i lost that 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 like innovation of it is that fair do you think that's fair maybe it's just maybe i'm just i mean i okay so yeah. i think it's fair but like if if what you're looking for is like something trendy absolutely that but that's not my priorities like you know you know what i mean like i'm looking to use the tool that's best for me and like to me i couldn't care less about trendiness um and and for the same reason that i think i switched to sketch after version 2.0 was released because version 1.0 was just not there like that's it like and no matter how trendy it was back then to use it like it it just wasn't a better tool for me um and the same way that right now like yeah 
the other tools are flashy and they're cool and they have like these fancy uh introduction videos for every single feature <laughs> that they announce no matter big or small it is but like at the end of the day when i like get sit down and get to work which tool do i open i open sketch so it's like i agree with you that like for a while it seemed like there was nobody in the in in kind of the field of design tools and sketch was just like kind of way ahead but mostly because there was nobody else <laughs> um mm-hmm. that's true and now it's like a bit of a different reality but i i think it's I, actually your complaints about sketch like really remind me about the complaints of like apple fans I was like, ah, oh, Apple used to be used to be great. Like the when you know Marco Arman had the whole like functional high ground thing. I was like, oh, like everything was so much better back then. It's like, yeah, but if you go back to that point, like things weren't perfect either. You know, <laughs> like the, we also had our own issues. And it's not really that the the like a sketch or Apple, and for that matter, like has changed very much. It's more that you've changed. Like, you've gotten used to all the things that were awesome to it, right? It's not them, uh, it's you. About it. And it doesn't mean that these things are not awesome anymore. It's, it's just that you're kind of, like, used to them now. And you're kind of seeing the other things that are around. And you're like, oh, maybe that's kind of cool. Um, but would you switch to the other things? Like, would you switch to Windows? Probably not, right? Like, so, I don't know. I, f- I feel like there's a uh trendiness to wanting to jump on the new stuff and i think that's like really prevalent in the design community i like i've been to meetups where all they talk about is like tools and plugins and i like no again no offense to people who do that for me i have i could not care less (laughs) like i have zero desire well these we things. are spending and we, we are, are talking, we are for talking two about hours. it but i i <laughs> hope and believe that we are talking about the like fundamentals behind the design tools of like what mm-hmm. kind of principles drive them and what their mm-hmm. priorities are and like from a business standpoint like kind of what do they stand for uh which i think is much more interesting uh than like a feature checklist um but like yeah, I I don't know. I I feel for me that it's it's a lot less I have a lot less of my kind of own personal feelings that are wrapped up around like how awesome is it to be part of like the framer or the the sketch group or team, you know? I'm just like let me just use the tool that I use, like whatever. Okay. It's like using a hammer, you know. So, here's my last try like another comparison to try to convey and explain my emotions uh you 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 compared sketch to apple so let me use the same comparison i love the way apple solves problems i love apple products i love the like their priorities what they care about usually is also what i care about when i use a product and that can be hardware software doesn't matter um but then you see other companies like, uh, like uh, I don't know, Tesla making uh, self-driving cars or just making cars. You see uh, Google making the ARs headset and Google Glass and making VR stuff and all that. And you as an Apple uh, customer and fan, you're like, oh, man, I wish Apple could do a 
AR headset or do a car. Why? Because I am very confident that if Apple did it, I would love the way Apple would do it, right? And that means that Apple is never is usually never like the first company to try and solve these problems. Like they wait until they really nailed it and feel confident that they can deliver. Um, and that's the same way. Like I wish Apple would make a car and I wish Apple would make a AR headset. Why? Because it would be probably fantastic and amazing. And I would love them to do it. Uh, the fact that they don't do it is not enough for me to switch completely. I mean, th that's where the analogy breaks because you can only use one, but you can use, you know, Apple product and a Google product, whatever. But like, that's the way, the same way I feel about it. like Sketch. I love the way Sketch solves these problems, and I still think execution is probably the best out of all of these products and all these companies, the way they execute uh, on a feature. Um, and so, because of that, I wish Sketch could solve like collaboration and sharing and not be tied down to like abstract. And I have all these companies around trying to solve these problems. So, like, I would love to see Sketch tackling uh you know how this code thing and this how things adapt and react or whatever whatever like i would love to see sketch tackle these problems because i am a fan of sketch does that make sense yeah yeah it does i but i, I think it like kind of confirms still with my thing because it was like we can say that it's like oh google has this cool new vr thing okay are you gonna switch to a chromebook Probably not. Like, it's like I'm. I don't know. I, whatever. I feel like we've <laughs> been this horse to death. But yeah, yeah, we are. Um, anyway, but yeah, like I mean, you do you. You know, like everyone <laughs> has their own set of priorities and things that they like. And yeah, I'm like I'm sure that it'd be cool to see sketches take on X on whatever. You know. Uh, mm -hmm. But also, we have to accept that the the reason why Sketch does things a certain way that you and I like also comes with its downsides. Like the your your biggest strengths are always the same things as your weaknesses, right? Like mm -hmm. Sketch will do something in a like really polished, like high fidelity Mac like way. Well, that's the problem with it, you know? Like, that's also the problem. It's that, like, if you do it, it's something in a very Apple and Mac-like fashion, then you're going to have be terrible at sharing because that's just how Apple stuff is, you know? That's mm -hmm. just, that it, it comes with it. And you cannot, and I don't, I don't think you can, I mean, you can try to ask, but I don't think you can separate that very much, you know? Like, mm -hmm. they, they can try to get better at it, but I... I I think basically I think Sketch is always going to be worse than Figma at sharing. I think that will that is like a thing that will always remain true. Now, you have to ask is it something that I'm willing to accept or is it something that's a deal breaker for me? For me that's something that I'm willing to accept. Um, but for other people it might be a completely different answer. And yeah, that's totally fine. And there honestly, there might be a point even for me where I'm like, you know what? <laughs> the sharing stuff, that's a deal breaker. I cannot use Sketch anymore. I'll just switch mm -hmm. to another tool. All right. In a classic layout fashion, we both agree with each other. Yeah. <laughs> just and no the... conclusion. <laughs> so you know that. <laughs> <laughs> the layout formula. 
Okay. Uh, you mentioned the new sketch update. Do you want to talk about that next week? Just because. Oh, I can maybe cover long. it really quickly. Because it's not oh. going to take very long. Because I, I feel like I've praised sketch, sketch a ton. Uh, I kind of want to balance this out in this episode because I don't Go think that it. everything Sketch does is amazing and great and perfect. Um, and I have very, uh, lots Shut of little like details that bother me about the new version of Sketch. Um, Go for it. So first off, like, let me acknowledge that they've made some good improvements. I like how the current artboard stays fixed on your screen even as, as you scroll. So you can always like find it and know where you are. That's great. Um, new dark mode, pretty awesome. Although one complaint that I have here is the in the toolbar at the top, everything's kind of like low contrast there. Everything's like mm-hmm. gray and white, no matter what it is. Like if it's selected or if it's not, it just becomes really hard to see. Like okay, what's what's active, what's not. So I just wish they kept the colors or like figured out a better way to show me what's selected and what isn't. Mm-hmm. Um, next one is, I'd say, is like <laughs> in many ways, like we've been talking about how like Sketch is the most Mac-like app. With this update, it's getting less Mac-like. And I don't like that. <laughs> like the way the selection of of the your, the layer doesn't go edge to edge like it's supposed to in a Mac app. The way that um the way they have different looking segmented controls than what the standard Mac OS UI is. And it's not like they're not that different. They're just a little bit different. It's like why sketch? Why why do you feel the need to make them different? I don't know. I don't know. Just someone <laughs> made a mock up that with them looking different. For some reason, um, it's lots of little things like that. And the biggest one, the biggest one for me, and I feel like I always talk about this. It's like my, the first thing I, I try out with any design tool that I use. It is the font size picker. I need to be able to click my mouse and just drag left and right to increase or decrease the font size. And I cannot do that anymore. And it drives me insane. I need this feature. And my design tool is crazy that you can't do that anymore. Um, so yeah, that's. I think those are my main complaints with it. <laughs> Hopefully, they address it in the next one. Fair enough. Uh, do you have any thoughts about it? Oh, I forgot about the data feature. That's kind of neat. Data feature is pretty neat. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty neat. I uh, honestly, I, I let me let me get back to you next week. Uh, I'm still very much heartbroken. Uh, with the fact that uh, my favorite plugin ever, Patty 2, doesn't support this version of Sketch. And uh, David, is it Williams? Um, the developer behind it, the designer developer behind it, is ceasing development. Um, so I'm just really heartbroken right now. And that was an essential part of my workflow. <laughs> so I need Sketch to deliver like a native way of replacing that because I still feel Yeah, that's unfortunate. Like Oh my god! I still think they sh- they should buy Patty. <laughs> I think so too. But uh, actually, it was interesting how um, like David uh, Williams posted a thing on GitHub, uh, effectively like explaining what was going on and why he was not updating it any further. And uh, Ale Munoz, um, the, the, the 
the engineer, designer, actually, not sure his role, uh, but he's the sketch guy. <laughs> uh, he replied and said, like, thank you for everything, for all the hard work you've been inspiring us. So, like, they're very much aware of the existence mm-hmm. of this plugin. They're fans, which just gives me more hope that they maybe, maybe for the next version, they'll get something right similar to Patty. Anyway, uh, yeah, I honestly, I don't have very strong uh, opinions just yet, um, except for the fact that yes, I I use the my um, the the toolbar. I use it without any labels, and so just the icon. And the icons were very easily recognizable and scannable, right? Um, and right now, like I feel lost, even though every single icon uh, is on the same position as it used to be. But I can't like I I look at the toolbar to look for the icon. I, I feel lost. I have to like yeah. take a second to see where I am and like exactly where the icon is. So yeah, taking it. I don't know what is that a, a Mac thing? Like if they remove all color from dark modes? No, <laughs> it's on? not. Because if you open Keynote, Keynote has the colors in the in the toolbar. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So yeah, yeah I'm not, not sure. sure not what's sure up. the decision here. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, yeah. I'll follow, let, let me follow up on this next week. Any more thoughts? Okay. Because it's been no sketch for me for today. <laughs> um, okay. So before we go, let's rapid fire. Let's let's get to some recommendations. Let's do it. I have Kevin. I have three recommendations. <laughs> Are you sure I'm you don't covering... want to save some for next week? It's okay. I believe in me to to <laughs> waste more time uh, in other things. <laughs> All right, so I have three recommendations, a video game, a show, and a podcast. So I can cover all of your entertainment nice. uh, you know, needs, <laughs> mediums. So video game is Life is Strange 2. Just came out. Um, do, you, do you know about Life is Strange? Are you aware of this game? I That's am not aware. <laughs> Life is Strange, uh, the original one, was like one of those indie games that just surprised me i wasn't i didn't see it coming and completely changed my life and it's one of those like the stories wow. of that game like it will stay with me forever and i played with with my uh, girlfriend and like it, it's it's a thing like i will never forget those characters in that story uh it was amazing um and then they released like a, 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 a another game like following the same like a prequel to the first anyway but like now uh this week uh, life is strange 2 came out completely different set of characters it, it's based on the same universe but like new characters to care about um just like the first one this game is delivered like in episodes so i believe there's going to be five episodes and only episode one uh, came out is out at the moment um so it's one of those games you have to just like a tv show you have to wait until you can play the next chapter that's kind of neat um, it's kind of neat and it's also infuriating sometimes. yeah <laughs> i can see that like, but it's kind of an I interesting concept more. right of like a game potentially like mm-hmm. uh, like lasting for a really long time because like just mm-hmm. new kind of new levels get added <laughs> and levels probably mm-hmm. not the right <laughs> way to phrase it but you know that the start yeah that the story can keep evolving over time mm-hmm. well, that's that's kind so, of interesting and, and like so this game is uh, if you're not aware if you do not know and never played the first one uh, this is a very like it's it's one of those almost point and click video games not really you do but like the gameplay part of it is not what sells it right it's just a story and the fact that every single decision that you make either in dialogue or like in just gameplay everything every decision influence the story 
um and this is not new a lot of games do this but the 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 way they do it is so powerful um like usually like i i'm playing a video game i take action a and then i want to see what happens if i you know decided to took action b or whatever just go back and try it again this game like i really feel invested in the story and i really feel responsible for my actions so um but that's spoiling too much on the first game there's a scene in where you're trying to um talk someone out of a suicide <laughs> Um, she's on a ledge at a school. This is like the, like high school, uh, no, actually college. Not sure. Uh, this, by the way, it deals with very, uh, very big topics, <laughs> and and so like effectively, there's like I think five possible outcomes uh, of that scene, and like only one out of five or something you could actually save this character. I couldn't. I couldn't save her. She died. Oh, what? I will never forget this. Like I couldn't talk this person out of committing suicide it 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 affected is, me is there a man. way that you could have said yeah yeah, yeah. there's like one out of five like different possible outcomes um it's oh tricky it's hard but you can't you can't do it but anyway so life is strange too completely different set of characters i'm just gonna say on chapter one there's like already a big twist and holy crap it's heavy where um, do you play this game so you can play it. I'm playing on PS4. I assume you can get it on Steam. Not sure. If, oh, actually, I think like the um, not Life is Strange 2, but the first one was featured on the Mac App Store. Hmm. So who knows? Uh, not sure. Okay. So all right. I feel like I need to. I need to ask this now. So say someone. I'm just asking for a friend. Uh, was <laughs> looking to maybe buy a PS4. Um, should that person buy a PS4 Pro or a, a PS4 Slim? Do you have a 4K TV? Yes. Or this person has a 4K TV? Yes. Buy the person. Pro. Really? Yeah. Because otherwise, it's it doesn't do 4K. No. Oh, what? Yeah, the 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 Slim, the non-Pro version doesn't do 4K. Ah, oh, damn it. Anyway, moving mm. on. This was a recommendation number one. Actually, I'm, now I'm regretting having but, three. But should oh, I buy it? Like, should I buy it now? Like, is it like, PS4? Yeah, my dude, I've been now? telling you to buy the freaking PlayStation for forever. I like, know you have so many amazing games, but but love. is it too late now, <laughs> dude? Because you don't care at all, obviously, about like new game consoles and new games. Like, just buying these five hundred bucks or whatever it is, four hundred. Um, the amount, like, the catalog of games that you can now play. It's so immense and so amazing that it's never a bad decision to buy a PS4. Do, is there rumors of the PS5? Yeah, it's probably coming out in 2020. Probably. 2020? So not not mm. in 2019? Well, maybe. Who knows? Like, no one knows. It's just rumors. But I, I'm, I'm, if I had to bet, I would say maybe announced next year. But I wouldn't see it... Uh, I don't know. I would bet on 2020. Not sure. Who knows? Because I kind of want to get it to play that Spider-Man game. Yeah, you should. Just... And honestly, even when the PS5 or whatever they call it comes out, there's no guarantee that it will support old PS4 games. So if you're waiting on the PS5 to come out to play all these amazing games, chances are you're going to buy the new console, the PS5, and you can't play any of the PS4 games, so you can't play the Spider-Man game or whatever. Yeah, so, but I guess there's going to be another Spider-Man game. 
Yeah, but it takes a, a while, man. These games take a long time to make. Right, okay. I've been waiting on The Last of Us sequel for <laughs> oof, five years. I don't know. Hmm. It's worse than movies. <laughs> okay, uh, you know what? I'm postponing my two other recommendations to the next Oh, week. wait. This one, this one seems cheap. Kevin is distracted. Oh, no, it's buy used. Oh, what the heck? Should I buy it used? Is it a good... No, it's okay, dude. You spend way more on a watch. Well, yeah, but I use the watch. <laughs> You're going to use the PS4, bro. Well, I don't know. I don't know about that. I know that I use the watch every day, but actually, Life is Strange is a great game. If you yeah, want, I would like, get that too. To... Yeah, because um, it's like you don't need the skills, like the, mm. the like gameplay. It's not a very you don't need to be a skillful video game player. Uh, you don't need to be super familiar with the controller. If that makes sense. Um, it's a good it's a good game mm. to start. So this is like three forty nine. It's used. Or I can get it new for six hundred. Damn, those Canadian dollars are weird. It's like a pretty big difference. Just go to Best Buy and get one. Best Buy new. PS. I don't know. I'm not a fan of buying used things because you never know. It's a gamble. It's very. Risky. But it's on Amazon though. Uh, I feel like I can easily return it probably. Uh, oh, here it's five hundred dollars, dude. Uh, do you want to do your recommendation? <laughs> sure. Is this what people tune in for? <laughs> oh wait, PlayStation Four, Jet Black. <laughs> There's a Jet Black PS4. Oh, I don't think it's that's a pro. the regular PS4. I think. I think that's what they call. It. I guess black. <laughs> it's just that the logo is black. I guess, dude. Yes. Focus. Recommendation. <laughs> oh, there's a combo with the Spider-Man. Yeah, there's a Spider-Man version. Yeah, the, okay, the no, that's, is... that's too much. I can't do that. No. There's a Darth Vader version. There is? Oh, okay. No, uh, I just With Battlefront, I think. No, nice. Never mind. Dude, it's focus. Sold out online focus. Too. 500. Focus. Focus. Recommendation. Okay, so my recommendation this week was kind of a weird recommendation. Um, it is I, I literally discovered this this week uh someone shared it on facebook of all places uh, <laughs> uh but i actually i don't know why i just started listening to it um and thought it was really good so so it's this series it's kind of like a tv show almost uh on facebook so yeah i i told you it was weird um no thanks it is it is called we are man enough um and basically it's because i've been like reading and listening and watching a lot of things um following the like kavanaugh hearing and stuff like that um and so this one uh it was actually posted two months ago but still very relevant today um and it's basically a conversation um between a lot of like kind of famous ish people like um CEOs of big companies people who work in um the media industry actors stuff like that uh and it's basically um lots of guys that are having an honest conversation about like what we can learn as guys from the me too movement and how like what role we have to play into kind of shaping the future 
um, and trying to just like get men to generally be better because uh, men are pretty awful most of the time. Um, so yep. I'm I, like I'm recommending this as part of your kind of daily dose of reading on the topic. I don't think this should be your only source of learning about these issues because obviously this is just guys talking about their experiences uh, and what they're thinking about. You should also listen to lots and lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of women about their perspective. And there's some of that, that in the video too. Um, but I just thought this was like an interesting one because the people in there really take this seriously and like is at least it is kind of an interesting question to me of like men need to evolve in the way that like they're doing and that we're being raised. And so how do we move the needle? How do we change? How do we evolve? Um, so it's a pretty interesting conversation and it's, it's almost like a podcast in that sense that there's, there's not much like to see. It's just people around the table, um, uh, having a conversation. Um, is it only on Facebook? I think it's only on Facebook. Damn, like, I'm weird. not seeing this anywhere else, but what you can do, you can like, uh, there's like the TV icon <laughs> in the Facebook app <laughs> and you can airplay it to your Apple TV, which is what I did. Uh, but it's about an hour long and they have a bunch of other episodes. Um, so yeah, I thought this was just like a interesting video series. Uh, so check it out. All right. And that's, that's it for the show. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. We are at layout FM. I am at Rafa Hari and Kevin is at Vernal kick. You can also follow us on Mastodon. I am at Rafa at Mastodon the design. Kevin is guess what? at kevin at method on the design uh, you can follow us there as well uh you can find all the show notes uh all the links for stuff that we mentioned uh if you never heard of like figma and stuff there's gonna be links in the show notes for that um in our website uh, and that's layout.fm and lastly we are part of the the spec fm network so if you're looking for more podcasts and more content to read and listen to uh check them out at spec.fm and uh, I think that's it. That, that was a long show, man. Yeah. That was fun. Cool. All right. Talk to you All next right. week. Bye. Bye.